anything I come in contact with. Is this an issue I can do something about? Or is it out of my control? If it's out of my control, God, please be with us. It's in your hands. And we're done. That's it. If it's something that I can that I can do something about or I can help fix, then okay, let's let's do it. Hey mama, what do you think of when you hear the word success? Fame, status, and fortune? What about rocking your baby to sleep or coaching Little League? Advocating for your special needs child or mastering meal planning? Maybe going back to school or starting your own business? The truth is success looks different for us all, and it may change depending on the season of life you're in. After finding myself in a dark place, I decided to set an example for my two boys by intentionally choosing what I wanted for my life and seeking it, even if it was scary. And now I'm so excited to bring you stories of other moms who are living out their version of success. I plan to ask these incredible women not only about their journeys, but how they are making it through the madness and the magic that we all know as motherhood. So, whether your assistant just brought you a hot espresso or you're rocking your baby on a third cup of reheated coffee, settle in and get ready for some goodness. I'm Shannon Carruthers, and this is the Successful Mama Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this episode of the Successful Mama Podcast. I am your host, Shannon Carruthers, and as always, we have a great guest today. Um, You know, I keep hearing from you guys that these episodes that you are really connecting with these moms and that their stories are just so meaningful to you. And this one is going to be just that. And I love the fact that, you know, our, our success stories can look so differently and yet we can still take pieces from all of them and bits of wisdom that we can learn from one another. So this one's going to be a bit of a throwback for me (laughs) because I'm going to go back to some high school days because my guest today is Jamie Long. Um, and she and I went to high school together. We played a little basketball together and it's been a minute. Long, yeah. long yeah. minute. <laughs> so anyway, you guys are going to love her story. We're going to talk about her kiddos. We're going to talk about some rodeo, a little welcome to Alabama, right? Yeah. <laughs> and anyway, so Jamie, thank you so much for coming. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Shannon. Yeah, it's going to be fun. So why don't we get started and you can just tell everybody a little bit about you. All right. Well, I'm Jamie Long, and I'm originally from uh, Athens, Alabama, and we've moved back. So for like a mm, 15, 14, 15 year span, I had gone to college in the Shoals. I kind of stayed over in Florence and moved to Savannah, and now we're back. So I got two little ones. Well, kind of. I got a 14 year old and a two year old. Well, 18 months. Yeah. Yeah. Well, very good. Mary. Yeah. Shout out to the husband. Yeah. Brian. (laughs) Awesome. Well, um, Jamie, I want to. So like I mentioned, we played a little basketball. Yeah. It's been a few years since then, hasn't it? (laughs) Almost 20. Oh, gosh. I swear every time whenever (laughs) we're like talking or I'll talk to somebody from high school and I'll be like, we're really old. Like, how did we get here? Yeah, because I still feel like I could be in my 20s. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like and unfortunately, I do like try to do some of the things that I could do in my twenties. And then I'm like, Oh, I hear my knees cracking or like my back hurts the next day and stuff. Yeah. yeah I'm like seven knee surgeries. Then, so. Oh my gracious. Yeah. So let's get started. <laughs> we'll just talk, we'll go back to basketball and talk about that All a right. little bit. And then, um, and we'll talk about your knees and how that, <laughs> how that adjusted and, and affected your life going forward. Yeah. So why don't you tell us about that? Well, from a small child, like I love sports and just that's really was, I was gifted in it. Um, God gifted me with great work, work ethic, but also athletically. And whenever I was in high school, I'd gone like my mom and dad put me through a ton of camps and a ton of traveling. And so I, um, when I was in high school, I blew my knee out. Um, I had some colleges kind of looking at me before. And when that happened, it was like, it wasn't just kind of, you kind of blew out your ACL. It was like, you blew out your ACL and you put it in your weight bearing cartilage. And we don't, we don't really know if you'll play. So I rehabbed it and played my senior year, and I got picked up by Division II school, uh, junior college. And then I played my first year. Um, well, I, I rode the bench a lot. I wasn't used to it. <laughs> but um, I had to have another knee surgery when I went over there. And so after that, I kind of rode the bench a lot. And then the next year, 
I just told the coach, hey, take my scholarship and I'll manage. Um, I'll be a manager of the team. So I learned a lot that way. And um, I played for a great coach. And then moved back home for a summer. And uh, I got kind of back into like roping and um, I had a friend who was helping me and he was over in Florence. So wait, before, before you move forward, okay. tell us a little bit about roping. What do you mean by that? Like you're riding horses and then roping stuff yes. or you're roping like on the ground or what do you? So yeah, like you practice, like I, you know, you practice a lot on the ground, just roping dummies. And gotcha. then, um, yeah, you rope like from a horse. From the horse. Okay. Like I, that's what I pictured, but I just wanted to get like yeah, a clear. Yeah, no, because if you're not around it. And so I'm going to bring you back to that place some, okay. because I imagine a lot of our listeners are probably not super familiar with rodeo. And I know, I know I'm not, right. which I've gotten a little bit of that, uh, you know, from seeing your stuff right. and the things you post. So I know a little bit more, but you know, I remember going to the rodeo as a kid but I didn't really understand why like, I was like, oh, there's a bull. There's a, you know, just yeah, seeing it's really some animals. It's, it's fun. So anyway, okay. So you get into roping again. And, you know, it's just still like, I'm like, okay, well, the person that was helping me get back into it had moved over to Florence <clears throat> to live with a friend. So I went over there and was getting lessons. And the friend was like, hey, um, I need an apprentice kind of to ride. He broke and trained horses. I need an apprentice to ride for me. So I started there and. Um, we just developed a relationship. We were together probably two years. And then in 2009, I had a child together, Montana. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, when I blew my knees out for a 16 year old who had only done that, it was like, what am I going to do now? Like I had no direction. Like I knew I was going to college. I wasn't sure what for, but I just wanted to play ball. And so I really feel like Montana was kind of like, she kind of, it was like God just placed her because I didn't grow up like wanting kids, you know, really. It wasn't like. Did I you sat, see yourself as a mom ever? Like, Not not often. It wasn't like I sat back dreaming about, oh, this big wedding and getting married and, you know, having children. Like, I mean, yeah, I th you know, I had a great mom. I had a great example. So I thought, have. So I thought, you know, I, you know, I could do this. But it was like shell shock. Like, oh, my goodness. Uh antibiotics and birth control do not play well together so um but i i really feel like that was just god because i am a christian and i was a christian then and i just feel like that was god being like okay you need some direction because you you ain't you know my plan was like to get at graduate from school i was at athens state my plan was to graduate from school and just move out west you know you know, that was, that was the dream. Was there was dream. not anything else. Yeah. It would just okay. move out west move and out you'll west. Figure, figure it out. It out. Yeah. <laughs> I really feel like my life is like, figure it out. Like, that's what it is. That's the, the headline <laughs> yeah. of your life. Figure it out. Okay. And so I was like, all right. Well, told the family and stuff. And I was still very much, uh, I didn't know what I was going to do. So yeah. you guys were not wanting this child. I mean, like you weren't planning. No, uh, she was not it. planning. Okay. Yeah, it so, wasn't like planning like, hey, let's have it. Let's so have now it. all of a sudden you're in this place where you're trying to figure out, okay, what's what do I do now? Right. I was working at a barn. And how old were you at this point? So I got pregnant at 23 and I had her at 24. Um, I was working at a barn that had, a, it was a thoroughbred barn. They um, had some on the track. and But um, they were kind of like, Hey, you're a double liability, so I didn't have a job. Oh. You know, I was out of a job then, and nobody's going to hire you at pregnant, you know, pregnant. Right. So I kind of depended on her father, and, you know, he took care of us. And then um, when she was about four weeks old, like, I was like, I need a job. I want to work. Like, you I've didn't always see worked. yourself as like stay at home mom. No. That was never a thing. No. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Get me out of this house. I'm going to do some work. Because yep. you're gonna... a worker, like you said. Oh, yes. You've always had that, like, I'm going to go, I'm going to get it done. Like, I remember that from back in yeah, the day. Yeah, I worked from, you know, babysat. I wasn't the best babysitter, so. Um, <laughs> they were all alive, you know, and great kids now. And, well, actually, they have babies, so it's, Again, that's. <laughs> we're old. old. Yeah. And uh, then I worked at the orchard, and I've worked at stores. And, I mean, it's just, I've always worked. I've yeah. always wondered. I've watched my mama work, and that's you know what you do yeah so then now she's four weeks old and, and you want to like, go to work i gotta find a job so i start working at a new restaurant and 
I started as a server and I worked my way up into management. And then I started, um, I left there because, okay, so while I was there, I met cool people and I had this little hostess and she was studying. When we were slow, she'd study and I'd say, Elizabeth, what are you doing? And I, she'd say, well, I'm going to be an industrial hygienist. And I was like, well, what's that? And she was like, you know, well, it's kind of like the OSHA folks, except you do more of like um, making sure people are breathing clean air or the noise isn't too high, stuff like that. Gotcha. So I said, um, well, let me see what, what that requires, because I have a biology degree from Athens State. And so I look and I'm like, oh, she said, if you go back to school for this, I can get you an internship at International Paper oh. in Cortland. So I was like, okay. Because, see, when I graduated from Athens State in 2009 with a biology degree, um, it was during the recession, and I would go in for interviews, and they'd be like, hey, you interviewed great. We think you'd be great, but we got these people with 25 years' experience that are willing to take a lot less money. Right. So I was like, okay. I feel like that's such a common story. Like, you go in somewhere, and you're overqualified, or you're underqualified, right. or the situation's not right. Like, <laughs> Like, interviewing for a job is such a frustrating time yes isn't it it really is you have to really stay true to the long game and reminding yourself that you are worthy of being you know being a That's good right. employee because you're not necessarily going to get that receptive come work for us we would love to have you that you probably i mean you probably deserve well i mean it's just like well and you kind of have to know how to play the game now because it's all on the computer oh it's all so different. you have to yeah. rotate your put keywords in or whatever and it's just like oh my gosh oh yeah it's a whole it's a it's a full-time job to get a full-time job <laughs> yeah. and so um i realized that i could i was like okay i'll do this this might be my foot in the door somewhere i knew i needed something like that i didn't want to work 60 hour weeks while she was little and so i had man i was I left that job and was managing another restaurant and um Great people, great folks, but I just didn't want to be doing that. My and that's life. how much you were working at the time. It right. was like 60 hours mm-hmm. a week. Yeah. And and so I would work during the night and he was working during the day and he would keep her at night. And then I was like, oh, I want to go back to school. And his parents are great folks. And so they lived close. And so I signed up for my classes, got student loans and started school. And I would take her to his parents they would keep her, and I I really couldn't have done it without them, and she is the person she is because of them. So let me ask you this. At this point in your life, what did you see for your life? Like, what did you see going forward? Did you have a specific plan as far as what you wanted, or, or can you go back to that place and think of, like, what you envisioned your life turning out to be? Does that make sense, what I'm asking? Yes, it does. So... I knew I was lucky if I had about a dollar in my bank account. Gotcha. So I was like, hey, I had a good life and I didn't want for nothing, you know, and my mama worked really hard. My daddy did, too. But my mama was with us every day and I have two sisters. So I know there were hard times. I really felt like the position I was in is from choices I made. And the only way that I was going to do better get better for her was to make better make different choices and trust god really yeah and so i got you know i got in my classes i didn't have but there was no plan no shaman no plan okay (laughs) i was just curious like i don't plan that like i it it's really like a whim no plan yolo you know that's right (laughs) (laughs) i'm trying to do better but when i got there the internship came open and you had to um interview for it well, there were tons of people that were a little bit further along or younger or had probably smarter than me. And so I walk in and the man's in there and he s- starts asking me questions. And I said, I pretty much said, look, if you'll give me a shot, there is nobody that'll work harder than me. I said, I'm a single mama and you will not find a person on this earth if they want something for their kids that'll work harder than me. And I got the job. I love that. And I worked my tail off. And you did what you said you would do. Yeah. And it's without him, and I told him, I said, this is a shot. This is my shot. I'm only here. I only come back to school for this inter- internship to get my foot in the door. And I'm telling you, I'll make it worth your while. 
I love that. And I really do. Like, I just, you know, it takes me back to that episode with um, with Marsha Lindstrom where she was talking about the way that she got her first job. And I believe it was episode, I'll have to go back and look. It's one of the earlier episodes, maybe episode four, six. I don't know. You can go back and look. Anyway, <laughs> Marsha Lindstrom, you should check that episode out. It's really good. But she talked about something similar with her interview when she went in. Oh, yeah, and she did. So, um, but showing people and like being honest with them and being direct with them like this is why I want this job this is who I am this is what I can do for you and what I can bring to the table and I'm willing to work and show you that right. so I, that reminded me of that the way you you said that okay continue on so I got the job and I remember right where I was when they called because it was life-changing for me that's that's what it was life-changing and uh I, my first call was to uh, Montana's Pawpaw um, on her father's side. And I said, Pawpaw, you ain't going to believe this. And I told him that I got the job. And he said, I never doubted you. He said, you're going to be great. And I was like, I'm, I am. And that job was the starting of where I'm at now. So I loved it. I loved that job. When I stepped into industry, I was like, this is where I'm supposed to be. And um, we, IP, I worked there one semester and the next semester, IP, they come in and told us that they were closing that mill down. And they had, um, but they had job fairs. and it, So it was a paper mill, right? Yes, it was a paper mill. And, it was a wonderful place to work. Like the people were great. It that community took a hit, and it was just a. I really did. I like it was. It was a great place. And but they had like job fairs for people who were still working age and stuff. And I went and I turned my um, resume in. They let us go as co-ops. So thankful for that. There was another paper mill in. So it was Counts, Tennessee, which is just north of where I was living. And so I was like, okay, here we go. Well, I got a job offer from a, a container board plant in Louisiana. And I was, like, considering taking it and yeah. moving. So and did I, you have ties? Like, what? I mean, I know your family's here. Did you ever feel like you wanted to stay here or you didn't care where you went or you just wanted to move further west? Or what are your thoughts on, like, location it was just, at this point? At this point, it was I need to I need to keep making this money. Gotcha. So wherever the job is, that's where you go. That's where. I'm okay. Going. Gotcha. And um, I knew it would be tough, but I, you know, I stayed. I when I got pregnant, I could have moved home, and I stayed because I wanted her. No matter what happened, I wanted her to have. I wanted us to be able to co-parent because that's what I was raised with. You know, yeah. co-parents they did you know a great job and. So I wanted to foster that for her. Yeah. And uh, so I ended up, I knew a girl that was going to end up being one of the ladies I interviewed with. And I said, hey, uh, I think you know her. And she was like, oh, yeah, I'll put in a good word. And so I was so thankful. They call me, and I'm on this interview, and they're looking for, like, a process engineer, and I am not that and she said well i'll tell you what i'll pass your your resume on to the safety folks and uh she called me we were ended up being at a beach trip and she called me and she said hey jamie she said uh safety don't said they just don't got the work for you and like instead of hr calling me like she called she me. called yeah and she says um safety just don't got the work for you but uh environmental they're going if you would like to they'll take you as a co-op and i was like yeah i mean i got a biology degree and i told them that i could do the things they needed as a environmental co-op too because i had done a little bit at ip yeah and so i was like um okay i great and she was like i i was like thank you and thank you so much you know and tommy and i had split this time so i'm hired as a co-op at pca and doing the environmental things and I they put me on a couple projects and I think I work as a co-op I don't know 
one, I know it was one full semester. And then she tells me, hey, uh, we want to hire you full time. And I was like, okay. And I said, well, I'm, you know, by this time I was kind of, I was on the off semester. Tommy and I had split this time. And so I get the email and she's, it's an offer letter and it's for the process engineering job. And I'm at the beach with my mom, my family, my sisters. And I said, and my mom was like, I said, I got the letter. And she was like, well, how much is it for? And I'm like, $60,000. And I was like about to fall out, you know, like just. Because that was not what you were expecting. No. Like, no, I would have took, no. They, they got. <laughs> they could have got you for way less. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it was just, I was, God, I just thanked God, you know, like, okay. So if you're separated from Tommy at this point, mm-hmm. how does that feel as a mom? Like, what kind of, I don't know, what emotions were you going through as a mother thinking of that for Montana? Thank God. That, not. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to have to worry about um, because there were times, you know, before I got this job, when I was on an off semester, I was working. I was still um, managing a restaurant, working and trying to go to school. And then um, I got to quit my uh, restaurant job and um, just worked there full time. And it was kind of like, hey, we'll bring you on full time, but we would still like you to stay in school. But with the industrial hygiene program, you really couldn't do that and work full time. So it was kind of like, okay, well, as long as you go, when we call on you, if you'll go back in safety, then, you know, that'll work. I was like, okay. So they worked with you in the meantime while you were finishing up your degree. No, I didn't finish my degree. Oh, you didn't finish your degree. I pretty much just like, I failed uh, the summer physics. (laughs) I was really bad. (laughs) Math is not, my forte yeah and I, we've had that conversation yeah we did <laughs> really struggled with it um so and when I was working and since I was working full-time I needed that job more than I needed the degree right and so that's what I chose and uh we moved up to Savannah can I hold on can I interrupt and uh-huh. ask you something with the way that people push you need to get a degree you need to get get a degree you know there is definitely a place for it and a need for it. What are your thoughts on that? Given the path that your life has taken, what would you, what are you going to tell Montana as she gets older or like, has that affected your thoughts on it with your journey? Just curious. Uh, I think it's more of like with Montana, I just tell her, I think that we should do more things in school to get these kids starting at 15 or 16 into different roles and letting them shadow and to see what they might enjoy. Yes. You know, like, I just like biology. Yeah. You know, I still love being outside. And so, and I like safety because I do love talking to people and I do get to be outside. It's not an office job. Yeah. And so, like, with Montana... I just try to find things that she's good at and that make her happy. And I kind of just, you know, try to, okay, well, would you like to do this or would you like? And we look at stuff and we're just now starting to get where we're talking about, hey, let's go shadow. You know, this summer we've really, but she's not going to be home much this summer. So, yeah. But But like that importance of this is moving forward. This is what adulthood is like. Like having those conversations And, you know, I think it's really important to bring up, too, the fact that it's okay to not know what you want. Yeah. When you're 14 or 18 or 21 or 35 or whatever age you are, like, it's okay to not know exactly what you want and to try something and go, oh, hey, that what that wasn't it. It didn't work. It didn't feed. It didn't give me joy. You know, and it's not that like everything's, you know, like. I like safety. I like what I do, but it's not like the end all be all. It's not what just, it's not a, you know, they say if you love the job you do, you don't work a day in your life. Well, it's not that type of job. Gotcha. You know, yeah, I'm still going to work. And so, um, Oh, and I want to interrupt too one, one, one time and say, 
previous safety committee member right here. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. We love y'all folks. <laughs> so I worked at this um, engineering company and uh, we did nuclear product testing and development. Oh, yeah. I worked in dock control, baby. It was very <laughs> exciting. Um, we had a lot of fun there. We had some interesting characters. We had, um, in fact, they just had like a 10-year reunion. Oh, well. Not a 10-year. That's like high school. They had a reunion where they invited just a bunch of people. Anyway, it was a it was a great place to work. It was very entertaining, very fun. Anyway, I got um, added to the safety committee and felt like I was something because I was going <laughs> to check the, you know, I would check the uh, fire the fire extinguishers and all. Yeah, all this. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, we couldn't just, do it without y'all. <laughs> so um, it's a it is a it's a good job. And it and the, everybody, you're always going to need safety. So uh, Montana says, you know, she's like, you just babysit grown people. And I'm like, well, you know, we want to make sure that those people go home to their families yeah. you know and yeah you need that for yeah. sure so i just think that you kind of need to at least know what you might like to try yeah and they ought to be able to like go and follow or to nurture a love or mm-hmm. um or or there's so many jobs out there so many things to do so many you know titles to have and you don't know that because you don't hear it a lot. Exactly. Until like you work in different areas or you meet different people. And well, and like you said, like you never would have thought you were going to go into industrial hygiene. Like, no, that's not a thing that you go. I think I'm going to grow up and do this. Like there's so many things out there that you don't know until you start right. stepping into those places or you meet somebody, like you said, and you hear about those things through someone's personal right. story but otherwise it's it's not advertised it's go to school and get a marketing degree go to school and get a business degree yeah. well there's so many different avenues of what that looks like because i think whenever i was growing up and people would ask you know what do you want to be when you grow up i'd say i want to be a manager well a manager <laughs> of what I, I don't know where this came from i guess i just wanted to be in charge of people yeah. i think i saw the fact that managers could like tell people what to do but also <laughs> not do as much that oh, was yeah. what i had in oh, my yeah. head you know And so I didn't know what I I just I knew I wanted to work my way up was really what it was, was I didn't want to stay, you know, as a at a starting position. I wanted to work my way up in a company and be in charge of stuff. And so but as far as like what that meant, I had no idea. Yeah. And so even when I went to college and like graduated, I got a degree in foreign language and international trade, which is like Spanish and business. Mm -hmm. But I didn't know what I wanted to do with that. It was just a degree like. I knew it was business, so that would give me a lot of options, but it wasn't like focused. And I didn't really, I didn't look into those different avenues and try to figure out, okay, what are some different paths I could take with this? You know, it was just such a general thing. Well, and it's important, like, to have, you know, mentors are just so important because, or just people who have been the places, Mm -hmm. who have seen the things. Because, you know, without listening to people, you know, I'll just be standing around and be like, oh, that person, they do this, you know. And then I'll, if I may not even know what it is and go look it up, like yeah. it, you have to have an inquisitive mind. But I think if, if it was, if I could go back now, I'd be like, I might would get a trade. Yeah. You know, I'm big and I tell Montana all the time, like, maybe she get a trade. Like you don't, which she wants to go to college, but. I will. I tell people all the time, send them kids to get a trade. Oh yeah, absolutely. So you can make good money in trade work. Oh yeah, especially for sure. Right now and in Huntsville, it's yeah, yeah. You make a lot of it for sure. Okay, so let's move into when did when did uh, what happens next? We okay. go and so I'm at in Savannah and uh, Savannah, Tennessee. Savannah, Tennessee. Right. It's a small town, and I loved it, and so did Montana. We. It wasn't just the town. Um, the people there are, they took us in like family. I had no family up there. I didn't know a soul when I, I first had family up there. You do? Yeah. That's yeah. Will's, awesome. Will's side of the family, some of them are in Savannah. Oh, that's we got awesome. some friends there. And Adamsville, which is really close. Yeah, yeah. it is really close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we know Adamsville. Yeah, that's where his his dad's side, their family is there. So. Oh, yep. that's awesome. Shout out to all y'all. If yeah. you're listening, let me know that you hear this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, we... Montana, 
with my job and not having people that were close, you know, I was having, um, we'd have outages and I have to work or I might have to travel. And I would have to trust people that, especially early on, I barely knew, you know, to keep her and wash her. And that was, that was tough, you know. Um, But like I said, like we had great folks there. And she calls all her extra mamas up there. All of them have boys. So she, you know, ended up being really good for us. I bought a little, I bought my first house up there in 10 acres. It was the cutest place. Like still super proud of that moment. And um, she, you know, she, she flourished there. And, um, and how old is she at this point? Ish. She, we moved up there when she was in first grade. Okay. And so she went to first, she went from first to fifth, the end of fifth or the December of fifth grade there. Okay. So that, Working at the paper mill, I, as the process engineer, and then I, they moved me into safety at some point. Um, I was in this office with the process in, on the hall with the process engineers, and this guy comes in one day, and he is like country as cornbread. And like I hear his accent, I'm like, oh, that sounds familiar. You know, he's in the office across from me. I'm like, hey, who are you? And he's like, I'm Brian Long. And I'm like, where are you from? He's from Moulton, Moulton, Alabama. So I'm from Athens. So funny. And so it was. Let me tell you this, too. My side of the family, my my papa's side, <laughs> yeah. they're from Moulton. Oh, wow. <laughs> Small world. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Anyway, continue. <laughs> so he, um, we just become friends. Like, it was like a little piece of home, I guess. And we just become really good friends. And he was a process engineer that got moved into foreman and up into management and he would actually got a, a was put in a power and utility or power and utility superintendent or something like that but he worked in the boilers and so i was like i was a safety part that was my area for the boilers so that that was a different dynamic so we were friends for mm-hmm. years and i would set him up with my friends and um he's 30 i'm i'll be 38 in september his goal was to, you know, move back home at some point, and he wanted children. So, really, he was just a back road riding buddy. Or I'd call him on a Saturday and be like, hey, let's go, let's go get up. I want some lunch. Let's go get Mexican. He'd be like, oh, my God. He'd meet me up there, you know, or whatever. And we were just friends. And he, I might have been dating somebody, or he might have been dating somebody, but um, we were just friends. And he, uh, we were never broke up at the same time well then at some point we were and we was riding back roads and um he can was you, hold on can you explain for people who are not familiar what is riding back roads oh yeah so <laughs> like basically you just where i lived if you went down to the bottoms the river bottoms so it's like um a bunch of like farmland and gravel roads and some of the gravel roads lead to the river and they flood if it you know rains really bad and so riding back roads, you just listen to music and, you know, just ride back roads, see what's going on. You know, I have some friends that we rode back roads and shot snakes on the side of the road. Or you had some that coon hunted. We'd pass coon hunters with their dogs and stuff like that. It was just, it's just something country folk love to do. I love it. <laughs> and so we, um, I knew, like, I kind of, I knew that he was, he was special. Like he he really was. Uh, he's just a different, very honest, hardworking, respectful of women and just a big, kind heart. And so, but he's really blunt. So we got along really well. And like a lot of times when he was riding back roads, he'd be like, I told that girl she better get in there and help, you know, so-and-so wash them dishes. And I'd be like, I tell you what, if you'd have told me that... <laughs> See, this is why we wouldn't be together. That's why it would kind of go like that. Well, anyways, one day he, I, you know, he said he was wanting to be married and to move back and have kids. And that was not at all my dream. Mm-hmm. Uh, Montana was, like I said, um, well, I guess when we met, she was fifth grade. Well, f- yeah, probably fourth grade. Okay. So, but. It's not like there was a light at the end of the tunnel, but she could take, she was, could 
take care, not really take care of herself. Yeah, but, but she was big enough that she's yeah. more independent. Right. Yeah. And so we, um, he and I, I, I don't know. I finally just gave it. It was where I was praying about it. And I remember closing the door one night after I'd kind of told it, like, I didn't want to be, you know, like in a relationship. I just remember like bawling my eyes out because somebody else was going to get to have him. And I was like, okay, God, like, what is it? And, and I wasn't in a good, I was not in a good place. You know, like I, I had kind of put God on, on the shelf and I just wasn't in a real good spot. But in that, in that moment, I knew that it was him telling me like, Hey, you know, at some point you got to be kind of serious about this. Mm-hmm. And the thing was, was I remember it coming to me. I, you don't make deals with God, right? But I had prayed the only way I'll get married is if it's to my best friend. And so he was my best friend. He really was. He is my best friend. And so I, <laughs> we start dating and then it gets kind of weird at work. Like, you know, I'm having to, hey, your guys are, you got to make them do right. right. And, oh, it's just it's a, awkward. Yeah. yeah. And Montana, I remember one time she said, Mama, I said, well, hey, what do you think about Brian? And, and you know, I didn't bring him around her a lot. And he might have been over to eat dinner or something, but nothing, no affection was shown or anything like that. And uh, she said, Mama, she said, he makes you smile and laugh like I've never seen it. And I was just like, okay. Because kids know. Oh, yeah. Like, I remember being little and knowing you know, oh yeah. Then we, we the goal was to move back home, move back yeah. close to home. So he looked for jobs, and he got a plant manager job, moved back here, and then I got the job at Dynetics, and we moved back three years ago. Oh, I guess it'll be three or four this May. I'm, I don't, I'm not good with time. Like it just, yeah, uh, same. I've got a terrible memory. I, I tell people I have the memory of a potato yeah. because I literally, you can tell me something. I can have a conversation with someone and a few days later, I can remember the conversation, but I have no idea what they looked like. It is so embarrassing. Yeah. So if I have talked to y'all out somewhere, please don't feel offended. If if I don't know who you are, please just tell me because I, I really can't remember no, stuff. Me so anyway, so I feel that. For I sure. say them kids take your brain. Oh, I, your memory. I can't even say that. I think it was before I had kids. I just have all, I don't know. Anyway. But we moved back here and I got the job um, at Dynetics not long after he got a job. We bought a house pretty close to where I live, like within the same county where I grew up. Mm-hmm. And we got married. <laughs> it was like our wedding was scheduled and then COVID hit. And so we moved it back. We got married on like October 3rd of 2020 and Walker, the 18 month old came November 17th of 2021 and he has rocked all of our worlds. <laughs> so he, it's, it's like almost euphoric to know where I started and how, you know, it just really takes me back to choices you make. We'll put you in a, we'll put you in a position that good or bad. It's, it starts with a choice you make. And, and so I, it's just good to look back because I am so content now and like, just like, you know, I got, I got a good life. God's blessed me and he's blessed us. And so what would you, if you could go back and tell that 23 year old you, you know, just found out you're pregnant. Life is very unsure. What what would you tell yourself then? You need to drown yourself in Lord in the Lord's work because I felt guilty because I was a Christian. I knew I was you know instead of pushing pulling back because His love was still there. You know she was given to me because He knew I needed something, and so I would probably tell her like take a deep breath. You're built for this, and God's going to guide you. Trust him. Yeah, that's really good. So now 
little man comes into the picture yeah. and and life is very different you're still working yes and um i'm working what what has changed in these last 18 months with having going from you know montana being so independent back to those less sleep and more needs and all of that how has that transition been so he sleeps pretty well that's good and um I have to get used to the clinginess. Montana's not clingy. I'm not a clingy person. So I have to get, I get kind of used to that. I think the thing that's been the biggest for me in the beginning I really struggled with um, was that he, like, I feel like he will get a better mother than she got because there's so many years between them and I've grown so much and, you know, I didn't. I probably didn't appreciate the time with her like I do with him. Mm-hmm. And of like I'm not really a type that wants to go back. You know, I when when she was little, I was like, come on. You know, each year I was like, oh, I love watching her grow. Yeah. But now that she's 14 and I realize like four more years and like she's going to college. It's like you and having a baby, you realize like time is fleeting. Yeah. And you know, like she's just, she's a great kid. And so I really wish I would have known then to take in that time more. Yeah. Better with her. But he keeps us, she's a great sister. And he, and I know that she'll get a better mother too because of him. Well, and I think she got to see you grow. Yeah. And there's something, I mean, I think we all have those moments and those things about ourselves that we wish we could, you know, I wish I would have done this differently. Right. Like if I would have been this person back then, you know, I could have changed the people around me or I could have done stuff oh, differently yeah. and affected. But like the fact that she got to watch you turn into the person you are is a pretty phenomenal thing too. Yeah. So just because you weren't this person then doesn't mean she didn't have a great mom then. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, of course. I'm going to cry. I'm a cry baby. That's another thing y'all should know is like anytime if somebody else cries, I'm going to cry. I can watch the stupidest commercial on TV and they'll say like one little thing and I'll be like, okay. I'm just like trying to like not cry. I don't know. Anyway. Not, I wouldn't really say that I'm a crier. Um, when I think about her, I get this year really it's been the. Yeah. It really, you know, I'm super, I'm just proud of her. But when I think about her growing older, like it, that's really what gets me so lately. Like it's oh, yeah. been. Um, So one of the things I want to talk about real quick before we get into some of the other questions is just about um, rodeo, a little rodeo. <laughs> yeah. So what? tell me a little about that. Um, I know that I'm constantly seeing, you know, y'all are going to this, you're doing that. <laughs> yeah. So what? what's the deal with, with rodeo? It keeps us busy. Montana, um, the rule for her when she was little was that she had to just play a sport to be active. She had, she just had to be active. And so we did the gymnastics and she wanted to dance. And I remember being like, oh my God, if y'all need me back in the day. Dance, mom. Yeah, that's whatever. <laughs> it was like God had a sense of humor. Because yeah. then she wanted to be a cheerleader. And so we did cheering. Were you? Did yeah, you, I mean, did you yeah, te- I mean, yeah, I, I love it. Like, I, you, even though I, I was like, y'all just don't know, I'm such a tomboy. And cheering was so far from, I never would have thought, but yeah, I mean, you realize that they, that you realize pretty quick they're their own people. Oh, yeah. And so you just try to help them. And I was praying that she wouldn't want to do it forever. <laughs> right. I think we all have those things. <laughs> we're like, please don't get into that. Please yeah. just do this other thing. Okay. So she did that, and then she's played soccer and volleyball. And Montana is athletic, like ten times over whatever. Thought about being just gifted, really gifted in it. But she's been around rodeo her whole life. That's what her dad did. A roping. That's what her dad did. And the kids that are from that way of life normally get into like junior rodeos. And so. I guess about three years now, she kind of got to where, like, she wouldn't even, she had a horse, but she wouldn't, she wouldn't get over a walk. You know, she was pretty, she's always been very cautious, and uh, she's a lot different than I am in some ways. And she starts doing um, rodeo, like, so she decided that goat tying 
that's what she wanted to do. That was going to be her thing. Now she runs poles and runs barrels. She has a barrel horse and, um, but goat tying is her. That's what she's passionate about. And so right for now. people that don't know, just a quick okay. version, what is goat tying? So that's like a goat is staked out on a, like, like on a tether almost. The tether's like 10 foot long and she's on her horse on the other end of the arena. It's like, um, probably like a, I think it's 110 foot. And so she comes at a full gallop. And I think we went to a clinic and the fastest she got off was at like 26 miles an hour. And she steps off her horse, stays standing up in a sprint, runs down to the goat, flanks him, which is like putting him on his side, gathers the feet and ties it. And the quickest time she's ran is a 7.95. That's seconds. And that's, that's really good. I mean, for I mean, for yeah, her, yeah, yeah for that. like, yeah, it's it's good. Like that is it's good, and we are so proud of how far she come. Like two years ago, she was running fourteen. So yeah, so that's a big difference. Yeah, a big and I've seen I've seen video of it, and it's so fun to watch. Like <laughs> just like go Montana, go. Yeah, it's crazy. I, you know, I feel the same way about social media that you do, and but we're, I, I just feel like you know she's finally found something she's passionate about, and my mama. There ain't no telling how many miles that woman drove to get me places, camps, clinics, AAU ball tournaments, and then turn around and play softball. So I just wanted, you know, she, I guess I just do, I, I'm going to do whatever it takes. If she's got the talent, she's got the want to, then we're going to find a way. Then that's what, so when she's sitting about 15th right now in the nation in the Little Breaches um, Association. So we go out to, Oklahoma for the nationals in July and her goal is to make the short go, which is like the final round. Gotcha. That's fun. Well, congrats, Montana. That's so cool. Um, And I mean, I think it's interesting to me how different families are and how some families really value things like that and others don't as much like they value different things. Um, What do you feel like, all of those hours your mom drove or the money she spent or the, you know, the time that you spent doing those sports and, you know, going and doing, what did that do for you as an adult? How does that affect you? Well, I think it, it affected me in a sense of like, as if you know, like for a, from a parent standpoint, if you know that your kids have the talent and they have the want to, then, and they're willing to put forth the effort, then you should put forth that effort. And um, I think it teaches on valuable lessons. Like she's learning responsibility. Like she has, she gets up at 4.30 or 5 before school and feeds her horse. I'm not doing it. You know, she's, you know, getting her tack ready or cleaning out the trailer or feet. You know, like I'm not doing any of that. Like we're footing the bill and we have, we're, we're driving the miles, but it's just showing her, hey, we're here to support you. You know, we're on your team. Yeah. And it shows her, too, that it shows her healthy relationships. That's awesome. I'm really proud of you. Thank you. Like all that you've been through and where you are now. I've just loved our conversations and like, um, you know, just catching up. And I feel like we just connected all the things. So um, one thing I do want to ask you about, this is totally off topic, but y'all. okay. so there was this viral (laughs) video several years ago that was talking about people who didn't have an internal monologue, (laughs) like people who couldn't have a conversation with themselves, didn't have some, you know, like if I was just amazed by this because I have so many conversations in my head or like I'll replay something that happened or, you know, those sort of things. But then this video comes out that was like, there are people who can't do this, that don't have that. And so I posted about it on my Facebook and was like, is this a real thing? Like, seriously, and Jamie commented, and she was like, I don't think I have that. Yeah. So <laughs> tell me, I, I have literally, it's so funny because at the time I, there was no podcast. There was no, I had no idea this would ever happen, but I thought one day I want to interview Jamie. I want to <laughs> ask her all these things because I'm so amazed by this. So I have that opportunity. Yeah. Jamie, what in the world? <laughs> tell me about how does this work? I mean, it, I reckon it don't. I mean, like, I don't think, I mean... So you don't like what goes on in your head? Like, do you do you plan things? Do you 
<laughs> I mean, there's a... I mean, I know you have stuff going on in your head. I, don't... <laughs> like, I mean, like, I know... Uh, so, like, stuff in my head is like, okay, I know I need to get groceries. Or I know I know we got lesson. We can do a lesson here. I, like, it's like more of like a schedule. It's like instead of having a ri- schedule written out on a calendar, I have it in my head. So you have pictures of the... Yeah, like, it's like a calendar. And I'm like, okay, today we got this and this and this. Done. Like, I'm not, it's not like... Well, I'm, I'm going to do this, and then I'll go do this. Do you don't think through that stuff? Like, no. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. I've got to do that. It's just Well, seem- I think I've got to do this stuff, but it's not like how I, I don't keep. It's just like, these are bullets. That's more of what it's like. These are bullets. Okay. So you can, but you can see yeah, it. I see it. And see the than, words yes, more than. More than oh, thoughts just amazing. running through your head. That's so interesting and to like, me. My friends are all like, it always boggles my mind when people are like, mostly females are like, Man, when I lay down at night, I just have all these thoughts and it just, I can't go to sleep. And I'm like, what is this? I lay down, I'm gone. Are you serious? Yeah, there ain't no thoughts. <laughs> like, I ain't getting no more done tonight. They'll be there when I wake up. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> done. I'm done for the day. I'm going to bed. Oh, yeah. I lay, So you don't ever like wake up in the middle of the night, like thinking through? No. No. If, just... I, no, if I wake up in the middle of the night, I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I can't even imagine this because I'm one of the, what about like, like an old conversation with someone? Like I should have said this. Uh-uh. Or you because, don't... No, because, okay. And I don't think that it's like, no, because I just feel like I live in the moment and once it's gone, I can't get that time back. Yeah. Like if, you know, next time I see them, maybe I may act different, but I don't replay it. And I do not, I'm probably the worst person at holding grudges. Like you get about three strikes with me, but but when you're done, when I'm done with you, it's like I'll love you from over here, but you're gonna be over there. Yeah, you know. But no, I it no, and I don't think I don't think, man, I wish I'd have said this or because I half the time I can't remember the full conversations. <laughs> That's so good. I'm so glad we got to have this. Because like I said, I mean, just whenever that first came up, I was like, this is amazing. Like, I don't. Like when I saw it, I was like, this happens to people. Like, that's why y'all can't sleep none. Yeah. That's why. You want to know why you got some anxiety? Because you got all these thoughts running. Oh, absolutely. 100%. (laughs) Yes. And you don't. And that's not fair. Like, (laughs) So I look at it like, all right, anything I come in contact with. Is this an issue I can do something about? Or is it out of my control? If it's out of my control, God, please be with us. It's in your hands. And we're done. That's it. If it's something that I can that I can do something about or I can help fix, then okay. Let's let's do it. With that, let's um let's move into we got just a couple minutes left. I want to ask you the big question of the podcast. You ready for it? Mm-hmm. What does success mean to you? What does it look like? Success for me means um, it looks like like big success would be eternal salvation for me and my family and my loved ones and stuff like that. Like if you're talking about the worldview of success, like it's really just uh, it's not it's not worldly things for me. It's, you know, being content and we can hang out at the outside or all together as a family or it's like just doing the it's doing the the things that bring you joy and like seeing other people joyful brings me joy so I love hearing laughs or if I can make somebody smile or it's just that is success to me really that's awesome. And I think that you live your life that way. Like it's, it's very evident that that's something that you're striving for in your life. And I think that's really amazing. So, um, so thank you for that. With that, I want to ask you, there's something else you you wanted to share that I don't even know what this is. She was like, yeah, I want to tell you about something. And so I've got, um, on my papers here, it says something new. So tell me about something new. I got my real estate license. Shut up. I sure did. Congratulations. Yes. And I am with the bro- the brokerage um, Mossy Oak Properties, Southeast Land, and Wildlife. And I'll be focusing mainly on land. Is It's a side gig. But 
I think that it will be something that I love that I do. Yeah. I yeah. can see that for sure. Yes. That's amazing. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank I'm you. so excited for you. I'm very excited about it. Yeah. That's a good little secret. Mm-hmm. So with that, if anybody needs to find you, tell me. Buy or sell. Um, I'll have some. I got, you know, I got a Facebook page. It's not a business page, just my personal right now. So once I get the business pages up and running, like it really just all happened in the past like two weeks. Not the, I've had my license, but I got with this firm, okay, this gotcha. brokerage. And uh, I'll give it to you and you can tag it in there. Okay. So um, so for now, if you're listening to this, this episode will release the week of what, June? I don't even know what day it is. Let's see. The 13th is when this should release. So if you're listening to this now in the present, um, it may not be updated with the current uh, website or Facebook page or whatever, but when it comes available, I will go back and update it there. So if you're listening to this, like as a replay, a few weeks later, a few months later, a year later, whatever, hopefully they're still, you know, tuning in later. Um, I will update that when it's available. And also I will make sure to post a story um, with an update when it comes open and that will be on Instagram at successful mama podcast to make sure you're following along there. Anything else you want to, you want to tag, you want to pitch, you want to share? No, that's, that's it. That's it. Okay. Well, you guys, this has been really fun before you go. One last thing. Okay. I, I almost forgot. We have to ask the the <laughs> quick um, rapid fire questions for you. So what is your coffee order? Uh, it's from Scooters and I get a large turtle latte with an extra shot. That sounds delicious. It is delicious. Will it's- gets an extra shot. My husband, Will, gets an extra shot in his lattes or like frappes. It always, it's so good. Yeah, it's extra. If you don't like sweet, then don't get it. But I love it. It's, it's great. Mm. Um, and also, we should add in the fact that you you guys, if you follow on Instagram, you know that I have my guests bring a coffee mug <laughs> to kind of, I just love coffee mugs. They're my love language. I think that they're fun and they can just share a lot about you. And so I asked my guests to bring their favorite coffee mug. And then I just share a picture of that. Um, and Jamie, you you didn't bring a coffee mug. Tell us why. <laughs> I don't drink coffee at home. Like, at all, I mean, if I get coffee, it's not like an everyday thing. Some weeks it is, but not every. But I don't, I don't drink coffee. So you don't home. even have a coffee mug I at don't home? Have a coffee mug. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So number two, how clean does your house stay on a scale of one to 10? Uh, today it's like a two <laughs> on a regular basis. Um, probably a five. We are, we're setters. We're not dirty people. We're setters. Mm-hmm. And I loathe putting away clothes. Yes. Preach. So. I feel that they live in the laundry basket yeah. for quite a while or the dryer. Yeah. Or on the couch. So my, uh, my stepmother is one who does all the laundry in one day. Like, Every day? She lo- no, no, no. Just like on Saturday. Like okay. it's a laundry oh, okay. day. And so she goes and gets it right out of the dryer and brings it to the couch and folds it and then goes and puts it away and is already running the next load. So it's like laundry day. Oh, I should probably do it that So way. it's interesting to me, though, how different people do their laundry because like either you have that set time or you have a constant running thing. Or if you're like me and you, apparently (laughs) you just leave it in the basket and you just get it out of the basket. It's totally fine. Um, Okay. So question number three, a book or show you've recently loved. Um, So Montana, I listened to uh, where the crawdads sing Mm -hmm. and we listened on audiobook, and we really liked that. I've Um, heard that super good. Yes. Um, reading Mama Bear Apologetics right now, and so far it's been great. They have a podcast too. Okay, interesting. I haven't heard of that. I'll have to check it out. I love like this question has brought me so many things. Like, oh, I need to look at this. Yeah. I need to look at that. Um, okay, last question. What is the most random item you have in your purse? <laughs> I don't carry a purse. <laughs> It's so funny because when I looked at you, like the grin on your face, I knew that was what was about to come out of your mouth. I don't carry a purse and um, I only carry like a bifold wallet, like a, a man's wallet because my it drives my husband crazy. It drove him crazy when we met that I just carried my debit card and my license loose. Oh, so you just had it in, in my pocket, in pocket or it stayed in my truck. I live in my truck. So pretty much not. Yeah. But, you know. It's- yeah. So, <laughs> so now you have your wallet that you carry. Yes. What about a diaper bag? 
Did you carry a diaper bag? I, mean, I carry a diaper yeah. bag. It's okay. in it's in the truck. But you don't carry it around like stuff no. all your stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Okay. No. Gotcha. Nope. Nope. I don't. That's awesome. I don't keep stuff. Different strokes. Well. Now, my mom would be like, well, you should. She got a ton of stuff in her truck. Okay. So that's your purse is your truck. (laughs) Okay. So then what's the most random thing you have in your truck? Um, Probably fingernail clippers, I guess. Okay. Well, Miss Jamie, this has been a lot of fun. (laughs) It has been fun. (laughs) I so appreciate you coming. Thank you for having me. Of course. You guys, thanks for listening. Have a wonderful week. And we will see you next time on the Successful Mama podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Successful Mama Podcast. For more information, head on over to SuccessfulMamaPodcast.com where you can find show notes and all the links mentioned in today's episode. Tap that share button and remember to tag at Successful Mama Podcast. And make sure to go leave a review. It really does help. A special thanks to Will Carruthers. Until next time, remember Mama, success looks more than one way and it's up to you to define it.